everybody. Welcome to the Artist Alley Aftermath edition of the Faith and Fandom podcast. And this is going to be a fun, unique one because uh, normally when I'm doing an Artist Alley Aftermath, I'm talking about what other people do. And this is for a show that I ran. And it's the first show I ran. And so literally anything that <laughs> is bad is on me. So razzle-dazzle. Uh, this is the Faith and Fandom Artist Alley Aftermath uh, edition for Vertical Minicon 2023. So let's jump into it and start talking about how this show went. So if you're familiar um, or you've been following any of my stuff for the last hot minute, um, I somewhere over the course of the end of the spring slash beginning of the summer, decided that I was going to revive plans to uh, host a Comic-Con at my church building. And this is something we had planned way back in February of 20, not February, uh, April of 2020. Um, we had gotten down to promotion. We were doing the month countdown, uh, for the con right when the pandemic hit. And so we literally just scrapped, uh, we scrapped <laughs> like, you know, months of work to be able to, uh, you know, go on with what life looked like in 2020. And honestly, it it took three years before I even considered going back to put the show together again. And we finally did. Uh, finally put the show back together. Finally did this stuff. And um, let's talk about how it went down. Uh, now, if you've ever seen or been around my church building, uh, it's Vertical Church in Lumberton, North Carolina. Um, it is not like the biggest space. I've done cons in smaller places, but it's not the biggest space. Um, our uh, auditorium comfortably maybe holds 160 people with nothing but chairs um, per service. And so, you know, it's it's not like this massive uh, structure of a place. But, uh, like, I knew that I could fit 25 to 30 artists and vendors uh in that space without it being a real problem and uh that between my lumberton location and the bladen uh location which is in elizabethtown north carolina of our church that we would have enough tables to put this together and after spending 10 years in artist alley i know enough people to populate a small comic-con and I know their art well enough to be able to choose wisely who I'm inviting and things like that. Because here's the deal. Um, I didn't want to have to have a conversation with people where I said, hey, listen, this is a church. Please don't show your sketchy artwork. <laughs> um, I didn't want to have that conversation. Um, and I trusted that the people that would be there would, you know, be respectful anyway of that. But I didn't want to have that conversation either. So I was just wise, I feel like, in choosing who I chose. Now, uh, I'm sure that not everybody loved every piece of art that was out there or anything like that. But this is also something new to our area. Because 
Lumberton, North Carolina has not had a Comic-Con as a Comic-Con itself. We've had comic and toy shows, um, collector shows and stuff at the mall. And let me just say, the folks that run the mall shows, they do a great job. Um, Sean Morse, who is uh, one of the guys that runs the mall show, he does a great job. Um, Where's a little bit different with what you're trying to do and what you're trying to provide with that. And so uh, when I got the, uh, I think it was somewhere as I was entering out of the the late spring into summer shows that I decided, you know what, uh, let's look at what the schedule looks like. And I landed on uh, picking September 16th for the con. And uh, I looked on southernfan.com, which if you're aware is a, uh, the most comprehensive uh, site for Comic-Cons in our region. Uh, like literally from Washington, C- Washington D.C. on down, uh, it is the most comprehensive listing for cons. And uh, I looked on there and I didn't see anything. And I was like, you know what? This looks like a nice window. It's after Dragon Con. It's after Labor Day. It's between weddings for me it would be a good opportunity to be able to actually, uh, put a show there. And, uh, (laughs) I booked, I I set the date out. I made the first graphic, made the Facebook events. And then like a day or so later realized that's the same date as, uh, power comic con, which is in Florence, South Carolina, which is a local show, which has been going on forever. And I absolutely did not want to run up on them and, uh, be disrespectful of the show that they put out. So I instantly backpedaled and, uh, I, I'd really done my research. I thought I had checked every nook and cranny and even on power comic on socials, they didn't have it listed yet. Um, when I did it, but it was just, it was on their website and that's my bad. Um, but it's fine. The ninth worked out as better as an opportunity anyway. And so once I got the, uh, the date planned, made the event page and I started asking artists, started going through, um, making, contacting artists of people that I knew I would want to be there and, uh, knew who I would want to show up. And, um, you know, some people had conflicts, some people had stuff going on, but in reality, a lot of the people I really wanted to be there were there and I was incredibly grateful for it. I was grateful for the people that, uh, just were contributing that were willing to be a part of it. And the one thing, uh, I feel like I did everything I could. So I first announced the con on June 7th, um, officially, uh, with that and kind of went from there. Um, I, the one thing that I'll say is this from an artist alley aftermath standpoint is, the only thing I hated about the entire thing is the anxiety that comes from being a disappointment to the people investing their time and resources into it. I was going to make, because I wanted this to be a ministry. I wanted this to be a blessing to artists and vendors and to the community at large. We were going to offer that all the booth space would be free, that all the admission would be free. That way people that if they had money, they could spend it at the artists. Um, but I was just worried there wouldn't be people to come. Um, 
And because I've been part of events and I've been at the center of events where literally nobody shows up for things or a few people show up for things. Um, and I knew this couldn't just be about me if this was going to be good. Um, and so the anxiety of are people going to show up for this, not because I wanted to succeed because I didn't want to let other people down because people are going to be driving from a long distance to make this happen. So the anxiety of that, uh, really, uh, kind of ate at me, um, for a while. Um, and it was a constant battle of, uh, if you've heard me talk or preach or teach or read some of the stuff I've written, um, I always like to go back and point to uh, the passage of scripture. I'm going to pull it up because I always misquote it. Uh, who will go for me? Um, there's a point in scripture where God is talking to one of the prophets. It's Isaiah. He's talking to Isaiah. And Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord and says, Who, will, who can I send? Who will go for me? And God tells Isaiah, uh, if you're going to go, go. But then he lets them know that the message he's going to preach, that the people aren't going to be listening to, that they're going to hear, but they're not going to listen, that they're going to see, but not respond. So if you're going to base the success of what Isaiah did on the response of the people, Isaiah was a failure, but our success is never in the response of the people. Our success is based in the faithfulness to carry out what we're called to do. And I had to drill that into my own head many, many times over the last couple of months through this process. And in that process, I just really wanted to learn and grow from it. So uh, I started inviting and announcing and making graphics for artists and vendors and stuff way out. The One of the first people I invited was Lyle Pollard. I've worked with Lyle for years on stuff. He did the, uh, can I still wear my cape? He did... Um, the travel journal flocked up the Jesus fist bump stickers. He's working on the comic book we're working on now. Lyle's just a guy that we connected at a con and we've been friends for years. He was one of the first people that I invited. The also other person that the, the literal first person I talked to, um, about all of this was Sean Morse. Um, and I talked to Sean Morse specifically cause this dude runs two comic and toy shows in the Lumberton mall every year. And I can't always do those shows, but because this guy is putting in groundwork and he's actually there year after year, faithfully, I didn't want to just be disrespectful to his territory. Um, even though I live here without talking to him. And so not only was he supportive, he paid for like Facebook advertising for it. And he was helpful in putting the word out there with other communities. But, uh, Contacted Lyle Pollard, contacted Mitchell's Mess and More, which is one of the best retailers for uh, wrestling gear and toys. I contacted uh, Sammy D, who is a competitive video game champion, um, and he competes in Street Fighter, Smash, Mortal Kombat. He was going to host a Mortal Kombat team for us. We had um, Over Yonder Coffee Teas and Creamery, which was going to be like a nice little coffee and sweets cart. Um, my friend LJ Bowens, who does the Nerd Slam, asked him to be a vendor. The Brothers Boyd, who document like all of con life. Brian Wingrove, who does the car, the cartoon cosplay. I bought a original piece of art from him that is Bluey as Nightcrawler. Fantastic. Um, 
Victor Slaughter was there who uh, <clears throat> wrote a children's book, made board game. Uh, <laughs> he's made a second board game. He used to own a card shop at UNC Pembroke. And um, we haven't got to work together in a while, and but I wanted to give him that opportunity. He was there, and he was really cool. Nick Golden, who was an intern at my church for a while, um, and worked at Camp Grace, worked in our college ministry, um, worked in our worship ministry. He's been a, he's been a part of our church, but he's moving away, starting his adult life. He's actually getting married on May the fourth of next year, but be able to invite him back to do some paintings. Uh, Davis Mystery Dice contacted me. Um, and uh was there and they're a big dice booth and they're really cool uh all sugared up was there was freeze-dried candy which was magnificent and uh one thing too was that uh david probus if you've been to fayetteville comic-con or any cons in the area or fayetteville marksman games david probus is a cosplayer who uh is in a wheelchair and he's uh never been anything but a determined positive force in the cosplay community and i realized that in the process of seeing all that he's been through i've never seen david be a cosplay guest and so he was the first cosplay guest i invited because i thought that he's always done an amazing job and i wanted to give him the, sh the chance to even in a small con to be a guest and one of our first guests um david's also uh like master theologian and has more degrees and papers and stuff than i do um so there's that um kessel run comics uh mac who had a shop in elizabethtown for a season and would host our have our books out there had him there as our comic main distributor um there's also a family in my congregation who is the most outstanding costumers as a family unit all the way down to the babies um the herring family and uh, not only did they get to be a part of our show, um, they made it a great show. Um, they hosted a kids, uh, craft time where they did, uh, basically a paint party to paint R2D2. Um, they, they gave me the idea of doing a Pokemon scavenger hunt, which I'm going to come back to that. Um, and then they also were part of the cosplay contest or cosplay runway. They just made the whole event so much better. And I'm honored to have them a part of it. Um, uh, pink twin, blue twin, which are some of the Skaggs family and friends, which are people I've met in the con life. And their family has been a blessing to mine for so many years. Um, and it was, it's just been cool to be able to, these people that I've made connections with, and this wasn't just playing favorites, this was playing people that I felt were impactful to me. Um, and then there was also Venitude Art, who's somebody I met at the last Lumberton Comic and Toy Show I did, who's a youth minister uh, in Sarah Gordo, and he specializes in wrestling art. But he's been in the hospital for like literally the last month and he got out the Monday of the con and still planned to show up and be there. It was just bananas, dude. And um, Crafting Ninja, who makes some of the coolest uh, like uh, Kaiwai art or I don't know if I'm saying that the right word, but just cute anime art. Um, and, you know, then Litmus Cosplay, Deborah Lanham, who's uh, my friend for a few years now. Um, 
who made the Galaxy Girl costume. She's also a master theologian who has more degrees than me um, and more understanding of a lot of things. But she serves in the cosplay community. She hosted our cosplay panel. Um, she really became the face of our cosplay stuff with this. And I'm honored that she would even show up for this because it was a three-hour drive. Um, uh, Kev uh, from Claws of Creation showed up, and he somebody I've worked around with for years in a... DJ's decals, who are the folks who took over XCon, they ran Grand Strand Comic Con, and also they've just been a staple in the con community, but they haven't done a show in almost two years as a vendor, and this was their first show back, so it was neat. Um, I got the Robinson County Public Library, uh, and getting the library to be involved in the faith community in this area has not always been easy. Um, depending on staffing changes, there's been opposition at times. So the Robinson County Library showed up and had a booth and sent staff and they cosplayed and it was great, um, to have them with us, um, for all of that and love just seeing how it came together. Uh, my friend Jeremy, who, uh, runs Frog, Froggy Always, uh, collectibles. Uh, if you've been to my booth in the last year, and saw that I was giving away free Pokemon cards. Jeremy's the one who gave out those cards, or gave me cards to give out to those. We also had a JLM Custom Creations, which is, again, a brother of a guy who was in my church's internship program. And, you know, we ended up doing a show together in Fayetteville the other day. And this was also uh, my daughter Rose's first show as a vendor. Um, she started crocheting and making some cute stuff. Um, also, uh, last Friday, I was at a football game with my kids and uh, I saw that the local mini golf place was advertising out there. And so I invited them to come out and set up uh, a putting green and stuff like that. It was just a really cool experience. And then Ring Wars Carolina who is our local wrestling branch. Um, they're just people that I invited and I'm grateful for it. And, uh, the way that they just jumped in and then also, uh, PostNet, which is the local place where I get all of my printing and stuff done. Um, I asked them a, about a week before I was like, Hey, would you mind giving us a free banner? Uh, for people to take photos with and just put your logo on it. And they said yes, and it was absolutely wonderful. Um, so I told you all the stuff that was preparing for it, so let me tell you uh, about how it actually went the week of and the day of. So uh, Sunday, the let me look at my calendar. Let me tell you the correct dates. Sunday, February, or someday September 3rd, um, was, uh, okay. Sunday, September 3rd was kind of a big day at our church. Um, there was like four baptisms. It was a big emotional high day. Um, it was the Sunday before Labor Day. And so we finished our church service and I asked, my congregation. I was like, all right, if you can be patient and wait for all the people who are getting baptized to be a hundred percent done, let their families celebrate and not rush anybody. If you can wait as soon as all of the guests are out of the building, let's strike this whole building down and put up all these tables. And, um, 
y'all, I had team members and people waiting patiently and they dismantled the entire, uh, church building setup in 15 minutes and put out all the tables all throughout the building. And then when we had our staff meeting on Tuesday, um, I came back in, I did a little bit more work. I came in and did a little bit more work on Thursday and then Friday was finishing touches of doing prep work, of decorating, of printing things, of getting stuff together with that and uh, uh, putting out, you know, I put road signs out, out like a week ahead of time too. Um, and I would also keep a road sign with me that if I was driving around in town, I would literally have it sticking out of my window um, just to be extra that with that. And also in the prep, uh, Dragon's Lair Comics in Fayetteville had flyers giving out. Um, GameStop in Lumberton had flyers giving out. And y'all, it meant a lot to me that those two places uh, would put flyers out on their counter. Uh, Arnold's Restaurant did the same. Um, yeah, it was just people that were helping promote. It was just a big deal. But uh, Friday, we had about six vendors come and set up their stuff early, which was helpful. And it helped me kind of gauge my space a little bit better and get a better understanding of things. And then Saturday morning came. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to do um, was not only to give our vendors and artists free space, but we wanted to be a blessing to them so we had coffee for all the vendors and artists when they were coming in um we had sandwich trays for them for lunch chips and cookies all throughout the day tea and water and the uh our volunteer room which is normally where like our volunteers get snacks and stuff on sundays but we had refreshments for every vendor and artist the whole day long um that was, you know, I, I thought that was an important thing. I thought I want to do something to bless them. On top of that, um, a young lady that is just one of the, like, freaking go-getters um, in my congregation uh, took it upon herself to make a little welcome baggie of candy and snacks and encouragement. And we put those in some cups, and she passed those around to every vendor and artist um, as a blessing to them, too, and the process. Um and so I'll interject here. Um, I did not spend a lot of time at my booth. I spent a lot of time doing door prizes, checking on other people, running errands, troubleshooting. And that's fine. Uh, I have a strong feeling of a prophet gets no honor in his own town. Uh, and I, this wasn't supposed to be about me. And I had my daughter sitting beside my booth if there was somebody that needed something. And people knew who I was. Um, and I would go back to my booth to rest and recharge before I ran back out into the fray. But again, uh, I had one of my coworkers, DJ, and Megan, who was the young lady who was also did the volunteer stuff, just freaking killing it. As well as uh, my friend Chris Riley, um, who I do a devotional time with and play Pokemon. And, uh, you know, um, Chris McDaniel, who is uh, a leader at our... Elizabethtown church location as well but uh these guys just crushed it like absolutely crushed serving greeting handling everything they handled problems I didn't even know or, or see about and I'm grateful for that um 
But one of the things I was doing is walking around and just, I would say, Hey, are you, are you guys good? Do you need anything? Are you having a good show? And I just kept checking on artists and vendors because I wanted to make sure things were going well for them. And, uh, the guy over at Davis mystery dice, uh, as the show was going on, he told me this, I said, is there anything I can do for you? And he looked at me and he said, yes, you can write an email to every other con and teach them how to treat vendors and artists. And I'll take that as a win. I like, I know in some ways that can be throwing shade on other places, but the essence and the heart of it was that he saw, he recognized the hospitality and the effort we put into being a minister to that. And it made a big deal. Um, we got similar sentiments from DJ's decals because uh, they haven't had done a show in a while. And to just get the opportunity to have one that was basically risk-free outside of travel was a big deal. Um, and, you know, and that's one of the sentiments I got across the board was doing this was a good opportunity for a lot of artists um, and people to have good opportunities with it. Um, even uh, Venitude Art who like he contacted me today to see if he owed anything for his space and you know we weren't charging so it was just a big blessing so the setup and once there was rain and thunderstorms in the first hour or two but by lunchtime it was packed and there wasn't room to move in the two rooms that the con took place in the room the con took place in four rooms but the two main rooms there wasn't room to move and, um, and it went on strong and I'll say this, the show ended at four o'clock and this is just something that was meaningful to my heart is that none of the vendors and artists left early. If you've ever been a part of a con or part of a show, um, you know, when things start dragging or getting down towards the end, uh, people start packing up and leaving super early. Everybody was there until the show was over. In fact, um, while people were still around the booth at like three o'clock, um, I just got on the microphone and announced, I want to thank you all the artists and vendors for taking your time to be here today. It made it special and everybody cheered for that. It was great. Um, one of the other things that we did that turned out way better than I anticipated was doing door prizes. And I will credit this to um, some of the atmosphere of that to something I saw at the Ashboro, was it Ashboro? Ashboro, uh, library con. Uh, I think I did a mini library con in Ashboro, and there was somebody calling out door prizes and stuff the whole time, and you know it was impactful. Um, but one of the things we did is that on the contract for the booths, we said, "Hey, would you mind donating a door prize?" So a lot of our vendors showed up and they had door prizes to give. And we just had a table up front by the entrance where everybody could see their prizes and we're giving tickets away. And like it started as a half hour, but then went to every 15 minutes we were calling out door prizes because the artists and vendors gave so much. We also had um, a big box of uh, giveaways that came from a, a church family member who had passed away but who had a lot of unopened nerdy stuff that their family wanted us to share. Our local GameStop gave us a lot. I donated some stuff. Um, 
and we just had so many goodies to give away um, that we had, when it got to three o'clock with an hour left in the show, we had to start just calling out silly things for kids to be able to get more prizes. Like, Hey, if you're wearing blue, come get a prize. I mean, it was like that. Um, but the generosity of that wasn't just something that we were doing. It's because other people gave that did that. Now, also one of the biggest hits and maybe the biggest hit in just terms of interaction with the show was the fact that uh, we did a Pokemon scavenger hunt, right? When you walked in, there was a Snorlax with a sign and a map out of 12 Pokemon. And that, and I had hidden 12 Pokemon throughout the building, uh, which were in the, the lobby, the main panel, the main uh, artist alley room, uh, the panel room, and the Smash Brothers tournament room. There are Pokemon hidden all throughout there. And if you took a picture of uh, all 12 Pokemon and brought it back to the check-in, you got prizes. And so people were heavily engaged in that. I saw people literally uh, still doing the scavenger hunt when the show ended. Um, so, again, that was great. Um, now I'm just going to go through some pictures and talk about some stuff. By the way, if you look on... I think if you look on the Faith and Fandom page, you can see pictures I posted that, that I posted through the church as well. But um, the Herring family cosplayers, um, they did a full Avatar outfit with uh, uh, Katara, Sokka, Appa, and the Cabbage Man. Wonderful. Um, the cosplay panel uh, between Deborah, um, David, and... Uh, Lynn Herring also was a banger. Now, I'll also say this. Um, I mentioned probably on one of the last Artist Alley things I did um, that Del Vecchio Coleman basically saved my life when I did the uh, Artist Alley thing in Fayetteville, North Carolina at the uh, Nerd Market. Del Vecchio Coleman is one of the most established cosplayers in my region. And uh, Del Vecchio Coleman showed up to the con and he stayed the whole day um and he didn't ask to be a guest he didn't ask for a table he didn't ask for anything else he showed up and participated and i'm telling you he increased the quality of the show by his presence and i take that as an honor that reminds me i'm gonna need to say thank you to him i spent a good chunk of my day-to-day thanking people for their input um but Del Vecchio was just killing it. Um, Seaglow Golf had a putting thing uh, where you could win shirts and prizes right in the front entrance. And that was a cool experience, too. But um, Artist Alley was great all through all the things. Um, uh, uh, Ring Wars Carolina also had um, their wrestlers up front along with uh, Dex Carter, who runs everything. Now, uh, one of the... <laughs> this was just one of the fun, uh, awkward moments in leadership and running a show and everything. Um, the wrestlers were in the lobby, like right with the entrance. So it was the Robinson County Public Library, uh, uh, Robinson Community College's gaming program uh, for developing video games, which was also a really cool experience to have them in there as well. And then Ring Wars Carolina uh, was right in there with Seaglow Golf as well. Now, Ring Wars Carolina uh, is a bunch of different people that look a very different size, different shapes, different colors. It's awesome. It's a really great diversity in the wrestling promotion. But one of their dudes is a dude named Mr. Magnificent who has kind of a sexual sassy persona in the ring. And he's usually just in a Speedo 
and tassels or like uh ribbons on his arm and like the dex carter who runs it he's like hey is it is his outfit okay and like there was just this moment where i'm standing in the lobby of my church building um being asked (laughs) right before this show starts is it cool to have a grown man in like a speedo just sitting there greeting everybody and my brain just kind of like deep fried and i'm like "Uh, i lost all my words and he's like we'll tame it down (laughs) it's like i didn't even give him an answer he's just like we'll tame it down and he wore like a robe and it was fine um you know (laughs) it was not probably plan a but man it worked well and i was appreciative of all of them with it um the brothers boyd were filming and they were doing stuff the whole time they did such a great job uh, and one of the things that I really loved is that there were, uh, kids cosplaying. We pushed cosplaying, announcing that there was going to be this stuff. And there were kids cosplaying that I seriously doubt have ever got a chance to cosplay in this town before. Like they've go to Fayetteville and cosplay, but there were people who don't get to cosplay in their own town. And I thought that was a really neat opportunity for that to happen. And, um... There's also the Trend family, um, Anne and Philip, who are like big cosplayers in our area. They lived in Charlotte. They moved to Florence. And I was really honored that they took their time to come out um, and just enjoy the show. Um, they weren't even cosplaying, but I was really grateful for them to be there. Uh, Josh Stubbs and Adam Ronson won our Smash Brothers tournament. Um, and so that was really cool. Um And yeah, and there are also kids that, you know, are part of our church family that don't go to cons, not like not for real. And um, this was a chance for them to be able to do that and uh, experience and walk around and dress up. And I I loved watching uh, our local area get to experience that in new ways. Um, That was a big deal for me. And uh, uh, Asia, who is one of the library workers, her child was cosplaying which was a neat thing. And then um, the Stubbs family who run the video game program at RCC, not only were they there and really cool sun, or at on Saturday, their family came to church on Sunday morning too. And I just thought that was just really neat. Um, All Sugared Up was, you know, the, the freeze-dried candy stuff was fantastic. I ate an entire bag of freeze-dried Starbursts in one sitting. Um, not my greatest life choice, but at that point, you know, I didn't care. Um, and it was, it was just a really solid experience watching all these people do it. One big hit was there was a, a group that was doing 3d printed dragons and oxalotls and salamanders and stuff. And that was, that was huge. Um, uh, I saw those flying off the shelves on Saturday and literally on Sunday morning, there were kids, uh, all over the place with those same 3d printed dragons and stuff um all sunday morning in that process which is just really neat um but yeah i loved getting to watch it um also uh mitchell's mess and more who does the wrestling booth uh sold my daughter a rhea ripley figure which you know (laughs) i appreciate because when they were setting up i asked if they had any rhea ripley stuff because my daughter loves rhea ripley and they didn't have anything at their booth they went home and found a Rhea Ripley figure in their supply to uh, sell to my daughter. And so, again, 
greatly appreciate that. Um, LJ hosted an artist discussion panel um, between uh, Crafting Ninja, LJ, and uh, Lyle. So that was neat. Um, Sammy hosted a Smash Brothers tournament, which also just went really well. And I greatly appreciated them. And then, you know, y'all, there's just there's just so much, and so much of it went so well. Um, but I kid you not, Megan and DJ from my church uh, family just crushed it on serving and leading in that capacity. Um, man, I just I love what they did and how well they did it. Um, but there's a lot of local church folks that were just excited to be a part of there. There are kids in costumes that got free Pokemon cards. It just had a blast and. Like, uh, I, I just had so much fun watching kids get to enjoy it. Oh, a neat thing we did was that, um, where the photo booth was, I took all of my big props and costume pieces, like my Master Chief helmet, my, uh, Captain America shield, my dark saber, uh, and stuff like that. And had it where kids could use that as, um, photo props. And that was really neat too. And just, just really loved the whole experience with that um yeah it was it was a good good day now um the r2d2 paintings if you check out some of the photo shares these kids nailed it they did a great job with these r2d2 paintings and um i just i i loved getting to see it now uh I know I put a lot of prep work into this, but I legitimately could not have pulled this off without a great volunteer team uh, from my church and from the people that uh, just were supportive of it and the people in my community to help share it. Because, y'all, there was, there was just a lot of good experience, and there are people that I know hadn't been in a church building in a long while. Um, and point in reference... Uh, Jen Miller, who runs DJA's decals, came up to me Saturday morning when we were setting up, and uh, she said, you know we don't go to church, and um, she said that her son, DJ, uh, when they were setting up, he like peeked through the curtains like that were on the outside of the church building, or on the, of the room, and he saw our baptistry. He said, hey, they've got a hot tub. And it cracked her up with that. And uh, she tried to explain what that was. Um, but y'all, it was just a solid experience. And then the show ended at four. And the entire artist alley, everybody else was out the door. The building was cleaned. And the entire building was reset by 535. I had um, maybe six church volunteers waiting that the minute everybody was done, they helped all the artists pack up. They helped everybody go. And they had the entire con broken down and the church building reset in a matter of an hour and a half. And that flipping blew my mind. Like, absolutely blew my mind. And I was just so proud of them and so appreciative of them. <laughs> and, you know, I got to say, I walked in Sunday morning and I was like, mm, I'm grateful to, you know, have church. But man, it's it's a little boring in here now. <laughs> so it's a little less zesty when people aren't walking around the same space in costumes. And you're not seeing cool artwork everywhere. Um, but 
I'm grateful that we can use the resources we have with that. Um, I have no idea how I did up my booth. I know I sold some books. I know I sold some stickers. I know I sold some candles. But again, I wasn't really at my booth very long because I was calling out uh, door prizes. And let me say, on the door prizes, these artists gave good stuff. Uh, DJ's decals gave like 30 t-shirts. Um, like Kev from Claws of Creation gave like 10 bags of stuff. Um, and the kicker for me was... um. Jeremy at Always Froggy uh, Trading Cards gave eight graded Pokemon cards, as well as two large card bundles. I mean, y'all, there was there was killer stuff in these door prizes, and in fact, like I ha I was quite jealous of some of this stuff because I've only got one graded Pokemon card, and it's a crappy Magikarp. And I was like, I I want to steal this, y'all. There was a ten graded holographic poke kid full art pokemon card if any of that means anything to you that's a special card and it was a door prize man a door prize <laughs> i was like all of my fleshly instincts were like steal it um didn't of course um also a cool thing that we did you know it's like not to be pushy like we didn't hide the biblical stuff in our church like there's a giant stained glass cross when you walk in and uh Along where the booths are, there's a booth uh, at, that's just a, every day at our church building, just as next, and it's where you can get Bibles and devotionals and Bible studies and references and stuff like that. And um, we left that up, and people also took Bibles and you know got some of those resources as well, which was pretty cool. And uh, Louis Serrano, who did the Samson comic, he had sent me three hundred copies of samson volume one uh i don't know like january when it, if you go back and look at the faith and fandom podcast somewhere in there i interviewed Louis serrano whenever that was he mailed me 300 copies of samson we gave out 130 copies of samson as people entered the show so that was a cool way of doing that too um it was just a great experience. Um, at the end of the day, I think it went about as well as I could have hoped for. Probably better than I hoped for in a lot of ways. Um, and one of the things that people kept saying was like, "Oh, if you do this next, or when you do this next year, sign me up." Or, "Oh, we'll be here next year. We'll do this." And everybody kept talking about next year, and I'm like, I have no idea if I'm ever doing this again. Uh, like I have now, I also have learned not to make any kind of decisions about the future within two weeks of doing a major thing because you're burned out. Um, I'm not thinking about anything in the future with this for a hot minute. Um, but what I do know is that people liked it and on the artist and vendor side. And then we got a lot of great community feedback um, from everything I've heard. I'm sure there are people that didn't like it, too. Um, but I've got nothing but positive responses which I'm incredibly encouraged by and I'm uh, grateful for. Now, uh, on a practical number scale, I didn't want to do the preacher thing of like having inflated numbers. So we had our volunteers use a clicker, like tracker thing, for everybody that came in. Now, we had 55 people working the show. That goes for artists, vendors, 
uh, and people that were at tables or working at the show. We had 55 people. We had 233 attenders at the show. Um, out of that 233, about 30 of them uh, were probably part of our church family. So 200 of those people were just people in the community that were not part of my church at all. So 288 was our like total of people that crossed our door hold that morning for our free con and 200 of them weren't my church and, or weren't people that were had boots. And I just think that's phenomenal. Um, like that, that I was, I was pleased as punch. I was super happy and I rested well that night <laughs> and I came, <laughs> I came home. I took a shower. I, uh, downed, uh, some Advil watched an episode of one piece with my kids and called it a day because I had to preach in the morning. Um, so yeah, it was a good experience. Um, I'm grateful for the way, uh, God worked it out. I'm grateful that he did bigger things than I can do in my own strength. Um, because I'm a hundred percent sure that this is more than I could accomplish on my own. And I'm super grateful uh, for my church family that helped serve and volunteer because I'm too stubborn to ask for help. And I had people that loved me enough to help even when I said I had, didn't need help. Um, Megan and Megan uh, like crushed it and DJ took a lot of the weight off of it. And I'm just grateful for him. Also people I'm grateful for just want to say uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. I know that this was a different type of thing, but your support still had make all of this possible. Um, like, uh, I use some of, uh, my faith and fandom funds for this to pay for the GameStop gift cards for the smash brothers tournament and to pay for some stuff to be able to give away, um, in other capacities. Um, but so Patreon supporters, Jonathan Herman, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, Scott Ward, Alicia Benson, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, uh, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poirier, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, Adam Davis, all y'all helped make all of this possible, especially also Deborah Lanham, uh, Litmus Cosplay, who uh, also has contributed not through Patreon, but just supporting us. Well, um, I freaking love all y'all <laughs> and you helped something really cool happen. Um, and I know that it was not just a community thing. It was a kingdom thing and I'm grateful for y'all. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. Um, shout out to, especially to, uh, Sean and Jason from Solomon's porch podcast, formerly of Solomon's porch podcast who showed up as well as, uh, Patrick Gale. I mean, there's just so many cool people that showed up, uh, in support and I appreciate all y'all. So yeah, I put on a con. It happened. I'm done. I may never do it again, or I might do it every year. Literally it's up to the Lord and how well I listen in that capacity, but I'm done. Uh, and can I tell you the amount of stress that was off of me? Uh, when I left that day, I felt 90 pounds lighter, um, 
of just the the weight of my own expectations. So that's it. That's the Artist Alley Aftermath for uh, Vertical Minicon 2023. Um, and I technically currently by my own understanding only have one more con for this year and it's fable comic-con i'm there there might be more that pops up but on the books i've got one more show so yeah thanks for listening thanks for supporting thanks for reading thanks for sharing and um you know we got a lot of positive feedback in this but you know I know there's some of y'all that couldn't make it or that wanted to, or you're just praying for us. So just thank you. All right. See you in Artist Alley. (laughs) 